Augusta, and the weather is awesome. It's beautiful. <laughs> Shout out to God for this one. <laughs> yeah, according to the weather report, it's supposed to rain pretty much the whole day. Uh, which, well, I'm kind of going back and forth since we got in the car on this, but it doesn't. What we're in right now, if it does this, we're going to play through this all day. So, kind of a lot messed with rain. If you're playing in this, what adjustments are you making? Um, <laughs> say it's, well, two things. Number one, normally that would everything would kind of be bogged down. You won't get rolls off the fairway. Um, flip side of that is apparently the Augusta National's drainage system is second to none in the world. That's where I did a little excellent bit of research is how really? water off with the course speed. Um, it'll still slow it down. It'll, I think, it'll slow the greens down too, I think. Uh, Not as much as you might think. It's going to be interesting. Um, I think the big thing is how much the wind might kick up. Um, if they get some wind behind it and it's, you know, it's windy enough, it can get interesting all of a sudden. You know, 72 might be a really good score. I was wondering, like, how... It can, it can, it can, it can I think it can provide some chaos to the field. Um, it's hard to see anybody in this weather going out and shooting like 68. I started thinking about, like, what they would wear. I guess this is this rain actually is going to help Kepka. Um, maybe, maybe not. Uh, if you're just having to kind of battle the elements of the course, I, like I said, I think people, I guess, get more defensive. Which, I mean, if you're if somebody's trying to get real low to catch up with with Brooks at this stage, that that probably helps. But you know. Somebody could shoot 75 and come back to the field, too. I mean, it could go in the opposite yeah, direction. Yeah. So. Who, do you, who do you like? Um, just in general? or Man, I was trying to look at the odds earlier. Like, okay, the guys who are up there, who, who might could move? Who might could make a push? Uh, I saw Kyle Morikawa was kind of in the mix on, on that. Six shots back. Uh, Guy who was here before. Uh, that's kind of an interesting thing to me. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to bet against Kepka, but I don't think anybody can just get hot and run off like did you a six party round and catch up. So, did you find plus odds on him? On Kepka? Yeah. Yeah, at the moment he's plus one twenty five. Okay. He's 125 and Rom's plus 255, three shots back, and everybody else is kind of gets a little distant at that stage. What about how much popular did you look at? Um, yeah. I thought you looked pretty good. Bring all that up pretty easily here. You know, a real podcast would have this information handy where it wouldn't happen. I looked it up, but yeah. That's the. Victor Hoffman's 20 to 1. Okay. Um, Kepka and Rob, like I said, did plus 125, plus 225. Did then it's a little bit more long shot. Morikawa's 16 to 1. So I don't know. Did Hoffman finish at 600? 
don't know if Pablo was six or seven. I think Pablo was seven. Thirty seven? Okay. I, I thought he looked pretty good yesterday. I was trying to see him. Um, Pablo was six hundred. Sam Bennett's 25 to 1. If you want to take a shot at the greatest story ever. Yeah. Even before I knew who, that he was the amateur, I, I just because of his demeanor, I mean, his he's, he's a little guy. <laughs> I joked that it looked like one of us back when we were <laughs> kids. Man, this is uh, playing. It's a great story. Days, but man, this is a brutal day. Out that spot. Already at this stage, you kind of got the eyes of the world on you. This is this is a pretty extreme test for a young guy like that. So, after, I mean, I, I don't know what his over under would be today. I, uh, I, I'm definitely towards the over. So, is it over 72? Well, actually, trying to find that. Well, the weather, he shot 68 68, right? Yeah, he shot 68-68. So if it, if it was at 72, would you go over? Yeah, I would. So Sam, if you're out there and you're listening to me, use this as motivation. <laughs> I'll show you. We are on I-20 East, about 40 minutes, maybe, outside uh, of Augusta, maybe a little farther. Uh, a little less, actually, 37 oh, miles. Oh, okay. So. And we I'm have had nothing but rain the whole time. Actually, they don't have a, don't have a Sam Bennett over under, which I'm kind of surprised by. So if you're Sam, if you're Bennett, as soon as the master in, are you having press conference to announce you're going pro? About <laughs> that, well, kind of laughing about that, but I'm serious with that. Could be a possibility because I do think, because he is the U.S. Amateur Champion, he's the exemption for all the majors for all the, for the whole year. I don't quite know how that works. I, I think I do remember being a turning pro after a this is an extreme situation. Nobody's really ever been that low on the leaderboard and doing it. But I'm, I'm not really all for that. I remember when Tiger Sets it up this. You might have the best chance you'll ever have at this stage to watch like actually kind of get close on a Tiger Woods gallery. 
uh, if the rain keeps people away, at least in the early going in the morning. I can say, do you think it will keep people away? It'll keep a few people away. So I'm thinking it won't change a whole lot. Some people, some people, I think, will let like the second rim come through a little bit and get out like mid morning and kind of be there for everybody to make the turn on the third round, which. So what's our, what's your game plan for us once we get in? What are you thinking? Um, think I'm gonna set up a chair immediately. Yeah. Or? Um, hey, uh, we uh, we had a Samaritan told us that we could set up chairs and that nobody would nobody would mess with them, which I didn't know to be totally honest. I was like, oh, it's gonna be a good idea to have a just a kind of a center point. Sitting up on 18 is not a it's not a bad thought. That's Weirdly, the one he had talked about there at like 15 and 16, I kind of thought of that too because I knew like. But that's a stadium, uh, right? 18? He was, no, at 15, 16, he said that was a. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there are some bleachers there on the far side. Um, and there's a little bit, that's a little bit of a, having different down here just playing by ear. Also, see, I mean, this morning, Cal, at 16 and 1 is pretty tempting. Might have to take a little dart at a dartboard on that. Have you played some stuff already? No. Okay. I was kind of waiting for today. Uh -huh. I'm trying to see if anybody else really totally stood out there. Um, have you Jason Day at 30 to 1? He's, he's seven back. You never know. I mean, if it goes out and shoots like 74 today, but they were, the course just doesn't give anything. And somebody finds a way to get to 69. All of a sudden, it's a, it's a pretty interesting tournament. What's the weather for tomorrow supposed to be? Actually, tomorrow's supposed to clear off. We got the fun day. <laughs> hey, I don't care. Most of the masters. I was going to say, uh, the, the old adage of a bad day of fishing is better than a good day of work. <laughs> yes. It actually doesn't seem as bad as when we left. Well, actually, I felt like it's... This is what I was like, well, if it just stays like kind of a, a light rain like this, and they'll just play through all this and pretend they're in Scotland, I guess. So to the British Masters Open. Oh, truck. Yeah, you know, a T-Wheeler doesn't kill us in the process of us getting there. Well, so what attire do these golfers wear in this kind of rain? Do they yeah, they've all got like rain gear. Uh, Weatherproof gloves, uh, a little bit colder weather here too. As uh, weatherproof heating gloves, man. The, the biggest thing, uh, off and all, when I've kind of played in colder stuff, is just keeping your hands as warm as you can. Speaking of, did you bring, uh, did you bring gloves? Gloves, uh, I did. Nice warm pocket here. I didn't think about that as we were leaving the hotel. I was like, what? 
and he signed his contract. Oh, Portland? Yes. Uh, like yes. the last two years of his deal? Like 60 or something crazy? That's like a little hard to move. <laughs>
If I leave the green, I might, I might retire right there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, one thing I was kind of curious about too, is I've watched, I've watched somebody so closely so many times before that I kind of know, know everything and know where the pit placements are. And I was even reading earlier too, depending on like the weather a little bit and depending on conditions, they could tweak a few things today on the course, maybe even a little bit on where the pins are to kind of combat some of the weather or some of the, what they think could or could be softer spots. So it might look a little different. So they don't keep the pin settings the same every year, do they, each day? Um, I think Sunday they're pretty much locked in. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Um, as far as I know, I mean, Ray's Creek is always kind of off the right there. The fifth, the fifteenth, the last car three is always kind of in the back, back left, coming off that slope, and kind of hit it to the right, yeah. and have it like just turn it all the way around. Yeah. Don't say that. The last time I said anything about it letting up, look what happened. But it is, it is getting a little. I don't know. I was gonna say it's changed about three or four times on the drive in here. I've actually been able to increase the speed a little bit. That's why we have a slippery pick here on the car. <laughs> shout, out, shout, out, shout out to Ford, one of our official sponsors of the podcast. Yeah, I don't know if I've talked much on the podcast about my new vehicle. It's a pretty nice drive, man. I love it. So, you guys that don't know, I got a uh, 2023 Ford Maverick Hybrid. And it's got a drivetrain that you can switch it to different modes. And there's a slippery mode <laughs> that I've been using today. Of course, they've never felt so secure in a Ford. <laughs> but this slippery mode and going 75 miles per hour for the first time, my MPG is below 40 and it's dropping quick. It went from 40 to 39.6 oh. <laughs> in under an hour. Whatever we're going to do. I was kind of curious, man, on the. Uh... I mean, I knew like it stopping the gas because of where it's supposed to be, but as far as like actually charging it. Oh, that's, it's so the brake charges it. When you use the brake, it charges the battery. Interesting. Yeah, so, I don't know if you've noticed, but like when I stop, it'll tell me how efficient my brake stopping was on charging the battery. Yeah, I definitely have not noticed that. It, if you stop properly, you'll get a 100% charge. I don't know if I could ever have this car. I missed time my break, no. 96, what? The, uh, and that's why actually driving on the interstate is why you get less miles per gallon. You actually do better driving around the city. Ah, because the brakes are more engaged. You're braking all the time. 
And I've been surprised because living in LJ with all the hills and the mountains, especially where I live in Kusawati, my gas mileage has done really well with all that. Because like when you're going down a hill and you're not even using the gas, it, man, it'll like, you see right here on the side, it's got the charge. Yeah. And when I'm going down a hill, it'll go all the way down, like all the way down the charge mode. So I think up and down those hills, up and down hills really helps with that charge too. And one thing we haven't really touched on any of this, but this is kind of for the podcast thing. And I think if he if he kind of gets closer closer to the finish line, this is going to start bigger in the story down here. Kepka's really the first guy. He's, he's the first guy that's playing on the Saudi Arabian tour, the LMA right. tour, that's really pushing for like a major championship. Right, I knew all uh, that. So I'm kind of curious how big a story that's going to be. become at this stage. It's going to be huge I don't, uh, for the lives, I'm guessing. I don't uh, know. There, there's some of the PGA tour guys who have been pretty vocal about the displeasure of, of jumping ships at the LMB tour. Well, I know Rory's like the chairman of that, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that Rory was a, a clubhouse already having missed the cut or not. That's what I was wondering. I feel like I lost a bullet on Rory. Sweet. Were you going to bet him? Manchester United just kicked off. I, I, I thought about it a little bit. I was like, man, this might be the first time I made the catch. Oh, man. So, I didn't finish watching the Liverpool Man City game the other day. You know, it was 1 1. Liverpool's up 1 0, and then Man City evened it. And then I had to quit watching. I had to leave. And I never did see the final result. For some reason, I want to say City won that 3 1. City was putting a lot of pressure on <laughs> Liverpool uh, against Arsenal tomorrow. Mm. Very interesting game. Do you know where it's at? What is it? It's in Anfield. Okay. And City becoming large Liverpool fans. I bet. Just a bit of more excited about the post podcast yeah after um, we had the whole experience and, and I've kind of gone back and forth with myself I, I didn't kind of tell myself I was going to play one maybe two guys today after I saw how it how it shook out and I felt like I'd have a better feel for the tournament um, you play them for the for tomorrow for the whole thing yeah I just oh, played, okay. played a win um, 
So can you do, can you, I mean, I'm guessing you can just do bets on today only, right? Yeah, you can do matchups on today as well. Uh, what about like scorers, individual scorers? Some scorers, yeah. The guys who are sitting at the top of the leaderboard. I saw uh, You couldn't find one on Bennett? Couldn't find one on Bennett. I saw Kefka, I saw Ron. What was wrong with this? I got to Warren Cowell was on that list too. This front's really interesting to me. Four guys. That was a little, it was a little, uh, let's see here. Is there anything on there about what he'll do for these first nine? John Robb, under 70 and a half. He's minus 125 to shoot 60, 70 or better for the third round. Right. Brooks is over under 70 and a half too, but it's even money. So the saying Rob would shoot on them, maybe a stroke better than Brooks, but the odds. Or a cow is 70 and a half. And Weather the way it is, it, there is a thought that's like, man, somebody's gonna, yeah. somebody's gonna find a way to shoot like 68. And I don't know. I mean, just looking at it the way it is right now, if it stays like this, and the wind doesn't blow, then yeah, it's, I think some lower scores are still kind of kind of play, man. One thing about it, you get a little bit of like. Moisture on the green and the greens will hold the ball a little better on approach shots. Maybe stick a little more so, empty. So these guys can aim right at the for a lot pin. of it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Maybe aim a little, a little more at the pin and let it fly. But by the same token, I think there's a little bit of having to get to the course. And Play a little bit too and to see what will or won't happen. What it's going to do to the pack. That's kind of what I'm curious about. I guess it's going to be pretty fast. It might slow it down some. Is that going to help? Yeah, that help. Just, just able to kind of have a little little more swing and a little less touch with your hands on the putting. Is this coming up? Yeah, I think, yeah. Not here. Oh, exit 196, okay. Sorry, you can go on this note. Will there be signs up here, do you know? As far as, I think kind of once you get closer than yes, I think so. Bobby Jones Expressway. Pre-game, all of us, we can kind of do. I don't know what else there is. 
Are you going to get a chicken biscuit this morning? I'm going to get a chicken biscuit right now. I was kind of okay with what we had coming in. Yeah. All right at the moment. But I'm sure more around lunchtime. Something with pimento cheese. And I can't help but think I want to try everything. <laughs> oh, no, it kind of depending. I may change my mind on that too. So. Well, uh, I guess as we jump on the 520 here, we're, uh, we're signing off until, uh, until after we leave the grounds. Yeah, this is going to be uh, short of the weather. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> awfully fun doing a kind of a podcast block all the way down here too so <laughs> we'll definitely have some more coming back i can't wait to tell all the listeners all the great stuff from the masters all right guys we will talk to y'all uh on the way home i guess i've officially got to say something i've got to throw just one little shot at a dart at a dartboard so it's Okay. It's going to be Morikawa at 16 to 1. I may play Kepka on the chalk just to, just to minimize that, but Morikawa is going to be my, my guy. So now, go out and shoot 67 today, Colin. I know there's no proof of this because I don't have it on podcast, but I did have Kepka as my pick. I know. <laughs> five minutes. But he was like 45 to 1. It, it was just a, a nice it just was a. But you never you know. Had to pick. Get to the finish line. Well, I know, I know. It's been an awfully good sweat right now. Good proxy. <laughs> we support the LIV. Uh, but, you know, before we get off, what are your thoughts on the whole LIV? Have you watched a single event? No, not really. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, that, are you a fan of the whole team thing? Um, let's, let's save that for postmasters. Okay, okay. All right, guys. Well, we're signing off for now. Fudge, were we supposed to? Oh, was I? Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> signing off, guys. Today's episode is sponsored by the 47th Annual Apple Festival 5K Road Race in beautiful LJ, Georgia, which will be held on October 14th. The first 100 participants will receive an apple pie from one of LJ's prestigious apple houses. For more information and registration, visit active.com. After the race, stay for the 52nd Apple Festival hosted at the LJ Lions Club Fairgrounds. There is also the Apple Classic Auto Show, the Apple Festival Parade, and plenty of arts and crafts in downtown LJ. For more information, visit georgiaapplefestival.org or click the link in the episode details.